When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Turn up the radio and sing along. It's time for another great song. This is the Great Song Podcast. Season's greetings. Happy Good Friday. Happy Good Friday. And welcome once again to the Great Song Podcast. I'm Rob Alley. I am JP Motor. And we're here to celebrate the risen Lord and Savior, <laughs> Jesus yeah. Christ, yes. the Messiah. How about that? Happy Good Friday. You took my fantastic. Oh, man, I'm sorry. We'll get there. We'll get there. We're here to celebrate mostly the greatest songs in modern music history. Um, but uh, also, we got this thing coming up called Easter. We'll tell you about it in a second. Um, uh, we're going to tell you why these these songs are awesome, why we think they're awesome. What makes them great. I done blew it. Why we think they're awesome. And why you should, too. JB, how you doing today, I'm man? Doing fantastic. It's Easter season. The tomb is empty. Yeah. Go ahead and hide the eggs. Come on, Go somebody. Go ahead and hide the eggs. Come on. That's right. That's right. Outstanding. Happy Easter, everybody. Happy Easter. Man, what a song we've got for Sunday morning. That's right. Oh, my goodness. This was an easy choice. That's right. This was easy. It was either this or Sunday's on the Way by Carmen. <laughs> and uh, I'll tell you what, the Commodores won. So let's this dig year. right into it. That's right. This year. Season four. Who even knows? <laughs> who even knows? Let's get right into this song. We hope you guys are ready. This is Easy by Commodores. I told JP while we were listening, I didn't. I never want that song to end. I just, I just want it to go on forever. It that is a mood swinger if I've ever heard it. You know what I'm saying? Like if you're having a rough day, yeah, dude, man. If it feels like Friday night, <laughs> Sunday's on the way. Let me just tell you, friends, <laughs> Sunday's on the way. I got some preach on me today. Uh, no, okay. Um, so that's e- easy by. Commodores. Commodores, not the Commodores. That's similar, right. suge- similar uh, conversation like Eagles. Eagles. Do you think bands do that just to because they know people are going to add the anyway? Maybe. Like people add apostrophe s on the end of restaurants mm-hmm. when it's not there, like Blimpies 
Or, you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know. Do you have you heard people call it Walmarts? Walmarts, yes. <laughs> what? Like, what is that? Why can't people just call things what they are? But it's just awkward to say, that's easy by Commodores. I guess it's it not. Feels We're weird. just in the habit of okay, saying by the, the Commodores. Commodore. It's like people saying the Smashing Pumpkins mm-hmm. or whatever. It's just Smashing Pumpkins, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, <laughs> like, I don't know. Anyway, but so. We're actually we... called Great Song Podcast, not Correct. The Great Song Podcast. <laughs> that's right. That's right. I mean, it's that's not right. in the website. It's not in the Twitter handle. So why should it be the name of the show? Um, so I don't Welcome know. Welcome if... to Great Song Podcast. <laughs> <laughs> it makes it sound like a place, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, but so I don't think we're going to go far as far as we did with. Eagles and bleep out the Commodores because uh, I don't feel like they would care as much. Mm-hmm. Eagles are kind of uppity about it, you know what I mean? Uh, but I feel like Commodores are cool. They're easy like Sunday morning. They, are you they serious? You can call them some Commodores. Yeah. Those Commodores. Them Commodores. Them Commodores. Man, some Mo Commodores. That's right. Uh, man, just, yeah. Okay, so, but this is from the 1977 album Commodores, Commodores. which is their fifth album. Yeah. Well, who waits to your fifth? To go by your name. Right, yeah. That's yeah, patient. That's easy like Sunday. That's just chilling. <laughs> it's just chilling, uh, let's, let's just go with Commodores. Yeah, who even cares? I don't care. We're just, number five. Just, let's just go with Commodores. Go. Well, that's the name of your band, uh, Mr. Ri- ah, Commodores. It's fine. We'll just do it. doesn't matter. Uh, easy. Went to number four on the Billboard Hot 100. Number one on the Billboard R&B chart, which at that time was known as the Hot Soul Singles Chart. Uh, which now just kind of sounds like the name a white guy would pitch for like a black singles dating app. You know what I mean? <laughs> Hot soul singles. There's like just some guy who doesn't it's get like, it. Like I get back to farmersonly.com. <laughs> yeah, really, man. Um, ew, never mind. I just went. My brain went in a whole a weird place where like a guy who was on Farmers Only but had no luck, but just didn't understand like race relations or how to be appropriate. It was just like, what do you got in the way of like hot soul singles? <laughs> you know, like I'm having no luck on farmers only. Maybe, uh, maybe it's time for me to try the hot soul singles. <laughs> anyway, number one on the billboard R and B chart, uh, nominated for a Grammy in 1978 for best R and B performance by a group with vocals. Sometimes I feel like these Grammy award names are just too long. Mm-hmm. Like we all get it. You don't have to spell it out, but I guess they do. Uh, it lost, by the way, to Best of My Love by The Emotions. You get the best of my love. Whoa. Sorry. Another song that'll put you in a good vibe. It will. That's why I had to keep singing it a little That's bit. Right. I had That's to good. get to the whoa, whoa, whoa's. Uh-huh. Um, but uh, in my book, Give Me Easy. Uh, it, okay, so why don't we just go ahead and, I mean, right straight into the thing. We need to know who we're talking about. Let's meet right? the band. Let's meet the Commodores. Here we go. Commodores. Let's meet Commodores. <laughs> Let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. Let's meet the band. It's time to meet the band. Hey, mama, let's meet the band. Let's all meet the band. All right, we're going to meet the band of Commodores. Uh, Man, that still just sounds funny. (laughs) I'll start with Lionel Richie, probably because he's the most prolific. Um, Not necessarily the founder, which we'll touch on here in a minute, but... Um, vocals, saxophone, and keyboards. I normally don't think of Lionel Richie as a sax player. I never do. Like, uh, I know that he is, but I never think of him in that context. Eddie Money, also a sax player. Really? Kind of, yeah, yeah. But we're not talking about Eddie Money. That's another yeah. He's not in Commodores. He's not. This is Lionel Richie. Hits with the Commodores that he wrote. Hits with Commodores <laughs> that he wrote. Three Times a Lady, yeah. Monster, Still, Sail On. So he wrote those. Uh, and he co-wrote We Are the World. Yeah, I with mean, Michael. With Michael. There you go. First album that he did solo on his own had three top five hits with Truly, You Are, and My Love. 
his Can't Slow Down album is huge. Yeah. It's got All Night Long, Stuck on You, and Hello, not yeah. the Adele song, but right. man. The other one. So good. Um, I think the a thing a quote that he had, this is a, a Lionel quote, not mine. He said, The thing that out al- that made this album so great is its great appeal to white people. <laughs> Which is he said his motto was, if you can't innovate, imitate. Which I think that's a neat motto. He reached out to his friends, uh, Stevie Warner and Michael Jackson's for suggestions, and they that's what they gave him Interesting. on this. Um, huge movie songs with Endless Love with Diana Ross, Say You Say Me, yeah, Monsters. So we've already listed monster after monster after monster with yeah. Lionel Richie. Um, but, jump, go ahead. No, I'm just going to say Lionel Richie is a low-key all-time legend. Yeah, you know, like, oh yeah. He, he don't, I mean, I just don't, I don't feel like he necessarily gets the respect that he deserves all the time. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. Like I feel like music lovers know him and and stuff, but yeah, it's I, just he's just done so much for so long. For so long. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He's kind of I mean, honestly, like he's up there with like McCartney and Lennon. Yeah. As far as songwriting and accolades and what he's accomplished, I mean he really is like He's a monster. But he doesn't, I don't think people put him in that echelon for some reason. Mm -hmm. I don't know why. Jump ahead to 2012. He recorded an album called Tuskegee, which is album of his hits, but he brought in guest artists, which is kind of neat. Shania Twain, Rascal Flatts, Jennifer Nettles of Sugarland, And I'm like, yep, Yep. mainly country artists. Oh, yeah. Which is brilliant because that's another market. Yeah, exactly. There you go. Country is the last bastion of new sales. Now, apparently, he's huge in Arab states. Yep. Morocco, Egypt, Libya. We get it, man. And he can't explain why. Dude. He, he's like, I have no idea why, but I'm huge. Like, you go over there, and, like, I'm in all the taxi cabs. I'm in, like, whatever. I don't know why. Kind of like the Great Song Podcast. True. We're huge man. in Morocco, yeah. Egypt, and Libya. Dude, New I Zealand? Mean, what watch up? out now. Come on. Um, famous daughter, Nicole Ritchie. Um, she had a son with a Good Charlotte, uh, Joel Madden. Joel okay. Madden. Yep. So, basically, he's grandson yeah interesting i did not realize i just i was i was already out of the mtv scene when nicole richie and paris hilton kind of came up together on that Mm, that so i did not realize that nicole richie was adopted but uh yeah i thought you know i thought she was biological whatever but so i didn't know her story but basically she had a mother who couldn't who basically couldn't afford to raise a child Mm -hmm. and lionel and his then wife who i think now is his ex-wife uh uh like volunteered to like start helping out and then it became just you know what we'll take him we'll we'll take her in and uh and so the rest yeah. is history very sweet um on guitar thomas mcclary one of the first african-american students to integrate the florida school system okay kind of neat um went to tuskegee university which is where he met lionel richie mm-hmm. um in 1968 started a band called the mystics with lionel and they changed their name to commodores so that was that was how that got started this um we got to listen to it here. Did you read before before you talking about the name change? Did you read the story of the name change? No. Okay. Me. If the story is to be believed, and I read this from multiple sources, okay. Um, their name, the name Commodores, was chosen at random by the opening of a dictionary to the word Commodore. Uh, William King, who we'll talk about, mm-hmm. uh, who did the basically they threw a uh, dictionary up in the air, and wherever the page landed. He pointed blind, and that was Commodore. Um, That's really cool. And so William King, who did the pointing, later told People Magazine, we really lucked out. We almost became the commodes. (laughs) That's good. Yeah. Oh, I love that. 
Uh, yeah, that's great. This uh, easy, I'd say, is his most notable guitar solo. Yeah, uh, and oh. Rolling Stone magazine called it one of the best guitar solos of all time. So stinking good. Let's uh, let's just take a break and listen to the guitar solo. Absolutely, we may even do it later. I just want to take a break and listen. Yeah, here's the and guitar solo. And if you're, you know what, if you're if you're sitting there with your guitar, play along. It's yeah. not hard. It's not tough. It's easy. Oh yeah. Yeah, man. So me and Rob are going to go whoop, whoop, all through this thing. And as a matter of fact, all the edits that we do of the Commodore <laughs> should be with just whoop, whoop. That would be awesome. Um, yeah. So. Oh, such a good guitar <laughs> solo. Like, let's not, let's soak that in for a second. Right. So tasteful. That tone, I would never play with. No. I would never use no, that it tone. it sounds cheap. It sounds awful. It sounds so cheap. But man, does it work. Uh-huh. Like, it's so good. I don't know if in 78 it was cutting edge, because I wasn't around yeah. then. Um, but man, yeah, it's, it sounds cheap, and it's awesome. Yeah, it's like... Uh, and the the solo itself is not complicated, like you said. It's no, like it's not complicated, but, but it's it fits perfect. so well. And it, it the second phrase, like the second pass, where he it, okay. So the first time he starts on the right that little mm-hmm. octave thing. The second time he hits it early, early. with the band hit, mm-hmm. and it and it kind of gives you an extra beat of space between his next phrase. So genius! Mm-hmm. Like I cannot overstate the tastefulness. And classiness of that guitar solo. So good. Good job. Good job. Um, him and Lionel Richie teamed up for 32 of the 90 Commodore songs. So the two of them together combined for 32 of them, uh, including their first single, Slippery When Wet, not the Bon Jovi album, but the song, which became the template for Play That Funky Music White Boy by Wild Cherry. Hey. Um, in 1986, he went back to his Christian roots, for those of y'all that are listening here for the Easter weekend, <laughs> and became the musical director for his church. Um, and he did that musical director at his church from 86 uh, on, on up to about 2008. Really? Uh, and in 2008, he did a gospel album called A Revolution, Not a Revival. And then in 2016, he became known without opposition as the founder of Commodores. No kidding. Um, on keys, Milan B. Williams uh, wrote Machine Gun, another big uh, Commodore's hit. Dodged a bullet in 1980, not literally, but a plane crash landed, landed, and he and his press agent jumped out of the plane before it burst into flames. Wow. So plane crashes, and him and this guy jump out before it catches on fire, bursts into flames. That's like a movie scene. Dang. So he left Seriously. the Commodores in 1989, died of cancer in 06. So. Wow. Um, on bass. The tastiness of this bass, yeah. I think we've talked about. There it is. Ronald Lapred. Um, it's L-A-P-R-E-A-D. Uh, Ronald started as a drummer, uh, then became a keyboard player. And Commodores were looking for a bass player. As Michael Gilbert, the original bass player, he went off to war. So, enter Ronald. Wow. So, he's like, he would just put on records and just try to match the sound. 
Um, so he would just put on records and just try to match the sound on the bass. Figured that, and that's how he became a, a bass player. Mad respect to drummers who pick up uh, pitched instruments Correct. and get good at them. Yep. You know what I'm saying? Like, I want to shout out, I don't know if he listens to the podcast or not, but I'm going to tag him in it anyway. Jared White is a friend of mine who, like, started as a monster drummer. And then one day he, like, picks up the bass and he starts messing around and he starts, okay, I'm hearing, like, you know, like, he's starting to hear it and then he gets really good on bass and now he's picking up keys, doing all this production work that he can now do all on his own because he doesn't really need anybody else. And it, it shouts out to anybody that will pick up, to go from a non-pitched instrument, instrument to something, to something you, pitched. Yeah, yeah it's great. I, I like that. Um, he told one of my favorite stories about Commodores. Um, clubs would tell the band, they had a big band. I mean, yeah. they're a huge band. So clubs would tell the band, hey, you know, we can't pay all your members right. um, unless more people come. We can't accommodate you. Oh, very nice. Ugh. So there would be, you know, they can't pay everybody. So the first person that didn't make the cut was Lionel Richie. Wow, because so he was a saxophone. He was a sax player and didn't do all the lead vocals. So him and William King, who I'll talk about next, they wouldn't get their 100 bucks unless more people showed up. Wow. So they would have to hope more people would show so they could get to be part of the band. Ugh, Man, that's, that's crazy. That's weak sauce. I know, right? I would think, I would like to think if I was one of the other guys, I would be like, You take mine. Can we not just split this up evenly? Yeah, yeah. Or instead of 100 bucks, we'll each take and $40. Then, yeah, yeah. And, then if, and then if more people show up, we all get 20 more we'll bucks more. or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. My, that's, I'm with you on that. Matt. I feel like there's maybe some selfishness involved. Absolutely, Ronald. <laughs> anyway, um, on trumpet and vocals, uh, the aforementioned uh, Mr. King, who we talked about, William King, greatest addition to the band in my part, other than playing trumpet and doing his vocals, was he was their choreographer. Oh. Which, uh, that's a big, anybody that's seen Commodores know that their dance routines are yeah. a big, 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 big deal. He had the choice of traveling with the Commodores or playing pro tennis. Chose the Commodores. Really? So you choose pro athlete, rock star. What do you pick? Oh, man. Okay. I, How about pro tennis player, which isn't super athlete, but it's tennis player. I mean, I guess I if mean, you're a rock star. Don't say that to a okay, tennis player. I know, right? I just wow. got hit in the face by Bjorn Borg. Wow. But, or Andre Agassi. I just meant in the, the lim- nerve. In the limelight of popular sport. Yes. Okay. They don't get the notoriety. Oh, heck yeah. I think tennis players are great athletes. Yeah, yeah. Disclaimer. Do they get the notoriety <laughs> of, say, a basketball player, a football player, a no. baseball player? No. Absolutely not. So, At least not here in the States. Pro tennis player. Yeah. Or supporting cast member of a rock and roll band. I'm going rock and roll band. Okay, yeah. I, I think I would rather, I, I would choose probably rock and roll band over. Most anything? Whew, I don't know, man. Like, it's good to be Mike Trout. <laughs> it's good to be Bryce Harper. You know, uh, it's good to be, I don't know. How about know. a punter on a football team? Yeah. I mean, you play, I mean, I know you got the chance of injury, but. Yeah. Your season's so short. You yeah. play once a week. Yeah. And you get banged. I don't know, man. I don't know. I think I would go rock star go just because that's what's in me. That's uh, it. I you get know. it. We do a podcast, a great song podcast. Exactly. We're not we doing the great do... athlete podcast. Exactly. Yet. yet. Oh, hey. there you go. That's a teaser for Y'all. 2040. We seriously we have an idea for our second podcast. <laughs> we don't know. We don't know how it's going to ever happen because we barely have time to do we this. We don't have one. time to do this. But, but yeah. yeah. It's, uh, so stand by for for the future when we're both old and retired in our yeah. nursing home. <laughs> roll in the roll in the Zoom and the mics. True. Here we go. Um, on drums and percussion, Walter Orange, great yeah. name. He actually sings the lead vocal on Brick House. Um, yeah. Another monster hit. Want to play some Brick House? Um, yeah, yes. dude. Let's play a little Brick House. Yes. Another Commodore's hit from this same album. Uh. Ow! Uh. 
as a baseline, dude. That's funky as all. And Walter Orange on lead vocals. Walter Clyde Orange. Ooh, Clyde. There you go. Um, Reason he joined the Commodores, saw them at a party. He's like, man, they're all dressed alike. They're all wearing silk shirts, and they're a dance band that nobody danced during their music but wanted to watch the band, Mm. which is cool. Like, you know, a lot of times dance band, you know, everybody's in the music, which is cool, but he had respect that the people – were so mesmerized by their stage act and their musicality that they would stop and watch the band of a dance yeah. band, which I thought was neat. After Commodore gigs, he would go see jazz organist Bill Doggett, um, and Bill actually offered him $200 a week to go full-time with him, which was more than he was making with the Commodores. Um, but he'd given his word um, to the Commodores, and Bill's like, I'll even give you $300 a week, raise it. And he's like, no, I'm a, uh, he's like, you can't wow. pay me off. He's like... I'm a man of my word, and he's like, that's something I learned at an early age is just keep your word. I told huh. these guys I'd be with them, and I think he's doing okay financially. Yeah. Today. I think he made the, the right decision. So Way that, to go, Clyde. That's the band of Commodores. That's awesome. Monster band. All right. I got, I'm, glad you, I'm glad you put Walter Orange last. Okay. Uh, because something happened to me while I was doing my research uh, that involves him, and it's going to lead into a side conversation that I think is really interesting. Um, so... Here's what I learned. Uh, it was that uh, Walter Clyde Orange was also the lead singer on the Commodore's only number one song post Lionel Richie, okay. which was Night Shift. Okay. They won a Grammy. I think it was Song of the Year for the song Night Shift. And I'll play a little bit of the chorus, let you recognize it, okay? And then I'm going to tell you what happened to me. Okay. Gonna be some sweet coming down. Okay, so Night Shift won a, won a Grammy, great song, great feel. Um, has the same kind of thing that we talked about a little bit with in the Cindy Lauper episode with uh, Time After Time, where it's ballad, but doesn't necessarily feel like a ballad in spots. Uh, anyway, it feels more like a straight funk thing in some sections. But anyway, it's a ballad. None of that matters. Here's, here's what happened to me. I would have sworn to you that Lionel Richie sang Night Shift. I would have bet whatever on it, that that was Lionel Richie. Um, And I don't know. Now, I'm not sure if I would have said that's a Lionel Richie song or a Commodore song, um, but I I think I would have said that's a Lionel Richie song. Oh, wow. Okay. Um, And I don't know why, except for maybe this. Have you ever heard of the Mandela effect? Okay. Have you ever heard of it? Roll it out. Okay. So the Mandela effect is... Uh, this is from the Mandela Effect website, okay? This is how they're here described. Memories that we have, memories that people actually have that don't match our current reality and its history. Okay. Okay? So it's a thing that you remember as being 100% true, 
that you that you find out is not actually true, at least in this present reality as it stands. And the theory is that um, there are parallel realities running side by side. Think back to the future too, where he's mm-hmm. drawing the timelines, and that we occasionally, for some reason or another, may shift into different timelines that are almost exactly the same, but have little things that are tweaked differently, okay? And it's called the Mandela Effect because the origination of the conversation was... Nelson Mandela? People thinking that Nelson Mandela died years before he did and remembering, like, seeing his funeral on CNN and and specific things about it that uh, that they believed to be true and then later found out that didn't happen that way. And there's multiple people. And multiple people that would say, man, I remember that too, and specific things that they would recall, okay? Um, Popular Mandela effect topics. Now, I'm going to say... Okay, I was glad you said that. I was going to be like, can you give me an example? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, okay. So I'm going to say, I'm not a believer in the Mandela effect. Okay. Okay? So I'm not trying to convince you that this is real. I'm just letting you know that this This is is out there. This is what people debate. Because I would have told you... 100% it's Lionel, Richie Lionel Richie sings Night Shift, okay? I don't know if there was a if there was a like compilation thing that ran that had Lionel Richie and then Night Shift, but it, it kind of sounds like him if you're not super into the Commodores enough to know Clyde Orange's voice. And even if you know when you think Clyde, well, you know Walter Clyde Orange. You think Brickhouse? It's completely uh-huh. different. This is a ballad. Yeah, yeah. This, this is a ballad. This is a, a singer. Song. And so you just think Commodore's ballad must be Lionel Richie. Be, yeah. Maybe that's what happened. I don't know. Or maybe. Maybe there's a parallel alternate reality in which Lionel Richie sang this, and I have phased out of that reality into this one in which he did not sing it. Okay, so popular Mandela effect topics: uh, the death of uh, of Nelson Mandela, the death of Billy Graham was one that was that people thought happened years before it okay. did, and and people said. Oh yeah, his you know his funeral and it went this way and you know what I mean that kind of thing. Um, here's a really popular one. Um, the peanut butter with the with the like blue and green and it has a short word that starts with a J. What's it called? Jif. Okay. There are people who will swear to you that it's Jiffy, not Jif. Okay, and who it it, it comes a a jolt to see that it's actually called Jif. Okay. Okay. Um, uh, there's a there's a surprisingly big one that there are 52 United States. Even among some people in the United States, which I see as unforgivable, but especially outside of the United States, there are a lot of people who think there are 52 United States. Still? Uh, still. What are the well, other Well, I mean, who, who, who thought that and then found out it wasn't true oh, and were okay. shocked by it. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Okay. Um, here's a big one. This is the one that gets almost everybody. Okay. So I'm, a, I'm, I'm curious to see if it gets you. The Berenstain Bears. Okay. Okay. Spell it. B-E-A-R... Not e- bears. Spell Berenstain. Oh, okay. <laughs> B e r e n s t e i n. That's what almost everyone says, okay. and it's not right. Okay, it's Berenstain. S t a i n. Oh man, it's Berenstain not bears, Stein. and everybody Berenstein. says Berenstain Stein. and yeah. spells it S t e i n, but it is and always has been. Berenstain, oh, wow. at least in this reality. You're okay? like, spell bears. I'm like, how do you mess up bears? <laughs> B-E-A-R-S. Like, it's like, is there a trick there? <laughs> okay, so, but this is the kind of thing that has, that leads people to believe because they're so sure 
that it was Berenstein. Yeah. Right? They are like, this is my childhood. You can't tell me that that isn't true. I read all the Berenstein Bears books. Everybody did, right? Uh They were in every dentist office you ever went into as a kid, right? And it was was by Jan and whoever Berenstein. It said it on the cover. I uh, read the They Go to School with my mother every year up until I graduated college. That's pretty <laughs> sick, right? She'd be like, son, we're starting school. That's awesome. So in college, I'd have to call my mom up, and she would read the go to school. That is touching. Yeah. Single so. tear down my cheek. <laughs> that is touching. Cindy Lauper tear. But that's one that I, I've always known. I've always known that it was Berenstain. Like, I prided myself on knowing that, no, it's not Berenstain. How dare you? And let me clarify, um, when I said had to, I love you, Mom. It wasn't a task sure. or an obligation. I loved every minute of it. Absolutely not. But that's one that a lot of people will go, yeah. uh-uh. no, 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 yeah, no, yeah, no. Right. Not in this reality. No, uh-huh. no, 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 no. Um, <laughs> The um the the fate of the uh, Chinese college student who stood in front of a tank uh-huh. in the nineteen eighty nine Tiananmen Square, mm-hmm. um, whether he lived or died is a is a Mandela effect discussion. A lot of people remember him dying that he got st- rolled over rolled by over? the tank, okay. and it, which is not in fact true. Okay. Um, in this present reality okay that is the that is the kicker for all these discussions is it becomes a it becomes a matter of subjective truth yeah because you can't tell me this isn't true what if i phased out of another reality okay now what this if is, it was true and yeah, yeah exactly like it was true where i came from what if lionel richie but, did say night shift yes exactly like so in the in the 19 uh uh whatever 1977 that that my memories came from Lionel Richie saying, or I guess it was 1986 that yeah. Night Shift came out. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Um, so anyway, it's a, it's a fascinating subject. Like I don't buy any of it. Um, but, That's a neat one to talk about. I've never. But I don't. I've it's kind of a. Them. It's it's borderline. It's kind of on the edge of conspiracy theory, uh, akin to that. You now people who believe in it probably would not say this is you know. Uh, uh, but I'm interested to know if any listeners are like hardcore serious believers in the Mandela effect. I want you to let me know because I want to get to know you. I want to talk to you and just pick your brain on some of this stuff. I love See if you also know that Lionel Richie sang Night Shift. Yes, exactly. <laughs> Is there anybody else out there that would have sworn on your grave that Lionel Richie sang Night Shift? Um, I had a couple of of brother friends. This is one of my favorites that I've experienced, not or that that I've seen someone else experience. Okay, okay? Uh, I had a couple of uh, brother friends who swore there was a verse by the Oompa Loompas in the original Willy Wonka movie that wasn't there. Okay, they they sang it one day together, and I went, "What are you talking about? That's not in the movie." And they, but they were like. Yes, it absolutely is, and they had real memories of. And they knew it this together. Verse. It went. Um, it was a different version of. I guess it was for Augustus Gloop, maybe. Okay. And they they said, um, th- I think the the in this reality, it's the one that goes. What do you get when you gobble down sweets? Eat, eating as much as, as an elephant eats. eats. What are you at? Getting terribly fat. Something, something, something. Think of that. Okay, I don't like the look of it. That one. Okay, but they sang. They swore to me until we watched it. They swore to me and sang it together that it went. Um, uh, what do you get when you eat like an elephant eats? You get what an elephant gets fat. They swore to me. And they were like, and they both remembered watching it as children, and that's how the verse went, and that's why they sang it that way together. And like with, and so 
that is an example wow. of like they got Mandela affected. Uh, I think about half the time it's just people not paying attention, uh-huh. right? Or maybe it's their like, dad sang it and didn't know the words, yeah. and so they're like they learned it because of that way. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, but I- anyway, that's you know, but they had real memories of a, of it. They swore upon everything that it was real, and of course, in this present timeline, it is not. But if you believe in the Mandela effect. Maybe it was. There we go. Neat side road. The Mandela effect. What are we talking about again? Easy. Season's greetings. And welcome once again. (laughs) Welcome back. Wow. Uh, Let's go back to the song. We're in the key of A flat. Mm -hmm. Um, Originally written as Lionel's uh, initial reaction to being handed a 366-page tour schedule for the Commodores detailing where he would be and what he would be doing every minute of every day for the next year. Wow. And he grabbed a piece of paper wrote a note down that would end up being the second verse lyrics. Why in the world would anybody put chains on me? I paid my dues to make it. Everybody wants me to be what they want me to be. I'm not happy when I try to fake it. Leave me alone. That's what he wrote down on a piece of paper. And it became this song. Um, he added a first verse that, that feels more about a relationship, right? Um, that's you wouldn't want to kickstart this song with that verse. No, it wouldn't feel the same. Second verse right? kicked off like that is angry. Yeah. Where yeah, it's yeah. not easy. Right, yeah. And so it becomes a song It'd about It'd be called I'm Angry. <laughs> I'm angry. Angry on <laughs> And that guitar solo still yeah. fits. That guitar yeah. solo still fits. That's yeah, exactly. Yeah. It's just <laughs> an open hi hat on that. <laughs> yeah. Oh man. Just lots of <laughs> Uh, yeah, so like, um, it it's it becomes a song about, um, like, this this relationship is ending, okay? And it could be knowing that origin of the second verse, it could be personal, it could be business, right? Um, and and basically the deal is, I've tried everything I can to make this work, right? The first verse he said, I've done, I've begged, stolen, I borrowed, right? I tried my hardest, and this still isn't working. That's why I'm easy about this about this split, mm-hmm. okay? That's why I'm easy like Sunday morning because I know that I've done everything I can and I've done everything I can right. leave it at peace because I'd put everything that I had yes, into it. That's it right. This one's on you. This one's on you. I the paid my dues. The problem's not me. It's you. <laughs> exactly. Yes, exactly. So, uh, and that's why I'm leaving this clean and I do not care. I'm easy like Sunday morning. Uh, Lionel said this was the first song that he wrote that made him realize that other people could identify with what he was writing. He told GQ magazine uh, that it was the first time he realized that he could write a song that would make people come up to him and say, man, I feel the same way. Uh, This was that first song for him. Up until then, it was, you know, I'm writing songs and expressing myself, but here he realized that what he was writing was touching other people. Yeah. Um, He said, of course, he's from Tuskegee, Alabama. Um, and as is the whole band, they all went to Tuskegee University, which is now mm-hmm. Tuskegee Institute. Um, and he said, uh, easy like Sunday morning applies easy like Sunday morning. Is it morning? No, it's morning, right? I think it's morning. I mean, he sings morning. But anyway, he says, easy like Sunday morning applies to anybody who lives in a small southern town. Small southern towns die at 11.30 p.m. Saturday night. They roll up the sidewalk. So I kind of got that from my own experiences. That was the Lionel Richie from Tuskegee, Alabama, where there there is no such thing as four in the morning partying. That's where he got easy like Sunday morning. Um, 
He would later say that he had no idea what he was talking about, and after having kids, he realized Sunday mornings aren't easy at all. I was um, thinking that. I'm so glad he said that. Yeah. I was like, and especially for those that are in the church community, yeah, I, they're super stressful. I was going to say, as someone in the pastoral world, I can definitely relate. Yeah. Sunday mornings are not easy. That's right. But I get the sentiment. I get the sentiment. Uh, uh, if you ain't heading to church on Sunday morning, Sunday can be as easy as you want it to be. Man, if you got to, yeah. Get there for sound check. <laughs> That's right, yo. I got a I got a friend who, who plays in a band that uh, the church does like not just two services, but like multiple services mm-hmm. on Sunday morning, and they do full run through, you know, that kind of thing before all of it. He has to get up at like four a.m. on Sundays to get to to be at church by like five thirty for sound check. Like that's whoo. You know, so no, don't tell him Sunday morning's <laughs> easy, Lionel Richie. That's easy, easy for you to say, but uh, nah. Um, let's see a little bit more about Lionel. Um, he's got some crazy stuff. He was born, uh, June 40th, 1949, Lionel Brockman, Richie Jr. 90 million plus records sold worldwide as a solo artist and as part of Commodore's four Grammy awards. He was the first person to receive an RIAA diamond album award. According to the internet, that is, uh, I believe that is for 10 times platinum. Wow. Is that right? 10, wow. 10 X is diamond. Yeah. So, um, so that would be 10 million. He was the first person to receive a 10 million award. He won an album of the year Grammy for 1983's can't slow down. As you mentioned, he co-wrote, we are the world with Michael Jackson, which was, which won a 1985 song of the year Grammy. He received the Johnny Mercer Award, which I've not heard of uh, heretofore from the songwriters hall of fame. We talk about the songwriters hall of fame pretty regularly. Um, but the Johnny Mercer Award, and not to be confused with John D. Mercer. You remember the prank call guy from like the mid nineties? Roy mid-90s? D. Mercer. Oh, Roy D. Mercer. Yes, that's what I'm sorry. Not to be confused with Ron Mercer, the basketball player. Yes, none of those. Johnny Roy D. Mercer. Roy D. Mercer. How big a boy are you? Yeah, that guy. Yeah. You know, um, he, that's my wife Sharon Jean. She's got about half a snootful in her. She's going to come down that's and kick good. your tail. That's pretty good. Uh, that guy. Anyway, um, I, I had a youth pastor growing up that loved Roy D. Mercer. <laughs> yeah. Quoted him all the time. Anyway, um, anyway, the Johnny Mercer Award uh, is their highest award. It is for an established history of outstanding creative works. Other recipients include Frank Sinatra, Paul Simon, Billy Joel, Michael Jackson, Stevie Wonder, Dolly Parton, Phil Collins, uh, several others, and this year's recipient, Carol Bayer Sager, who you may remember oh, yeah. we talked a little bit about on our Christopher Cross there episode in season two. Um, Lionel considered becoming an Episcopal priest. Oh, you see this? He told Esquire magazine in 2012, I was thinking I might be a priest. Uh, To make a long story short, I joined the Commodores, and one girl screamed from the the front row, sing it, baby! Afterward, I called up the ministers and said, I don't think I'm going to be priest material. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah! Um... So starting, this is great stat. This is stat of the day, kaboom. Starting with his Commodore's hit, Three Times a Lady, in 1978, and ending in 1985 with his solo single, Say You, Say Me, Lionel Richie wrote songs that were number one hits in eight consecutive years. That's awesome. Which is a record. That's he had awesome. at least one number one hit. That's amazing. Eight years running. That's legend status. Absolutely. That is baller status. Um, so yeah, that's, I mean, I don't know. Beyond that, I don't have a ton um, I, I do want to just mention a few things. We talked about a little bit on um, theory in the song, but a lot of it we covered talking about the guitar solo, that bass lick into the second verse, um, the BGVs on this song are so funny because they're all unison. 
It's like four guys singing in unison, okay. right? So let's just play the play I've never the chorus here. About that. There's no harmony part. No, there's no harmony. It's just four guys going ah, uh, <laughs> uh, right? Take a yeah. listen. And that's it. It never goes beyond that, right? Actually, it might go to two part harmony at one point. Let's listen to the end of the song. But while we're here, let's get this key change. Oh, there it is. Nah, there's some strings playing some harmony, but nobody on vocals. It's like, but you watch the, if you watch the video, they're all, you know, it's like four other guys. Going, oh, it's really funny. Uh, random key change there at the end, going from A flat to A as the song fades, starts to fade out. Like there was no good reason for that. Or but was it's it cool to though. give it a big, huge build for a monster end? It was right. Like, We're going to change keys to bring it down. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> uh, that I love the, all the rhythm stuff They kind of save the horns till later in the end. It's very, very, very subtle, uh, production wise and mix wise, you know, that distorted guitar comes out of nowhere. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's a little like, um, Upslide kind of thing on the bridge. That's kind of like a, you know, kind Sounds of just like bird noises. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then, um, but then you know, so the production waits till very late into the song to escalate, and you get that ba na 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 ba da 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 da. Just so everything about it is super tasteful, super laid back. Like mm-hmm. the production really matches the Chill. vibe mm-hmm. very, very well. Um, and uh, that I feel like the 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 whoop is like the guitar equivalent of a zipper. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, it sounds like a zipper getting zipped up real yeah, fast. Zip. Yeah. Uh, when you're trying to like get in your sleeping bag really fast. Zip. <sighs> anyway. Uh, Did you ever have a zip tie, a necktie that zipped up? No. Me neither, but I had a buddy that couldn't tie a tie. Okay. And I, we had to wear a tie um, every day in my school that I went to, and he would- uh, Zip up tie. Zip up tie. Zip. Interesting. Okay. Well, it seems like it could be maybe dangerous. I guess not more dangerous than a regular necktie, I guess. Yeah. It's really just kind of a noose. Um. All right. You got anything else? I got I'm a couple good, covers man. to talk about. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I got a cover section. Okay. Let's talk about some covers. Um, Faith No More. Yeah. Eh, not you like it? No, I no, think no. It's all. I'm just. I, I was just acknowledging it. Okay. Like it was because it, it was their biggest hit. It yeah. was Faith No More's. Yeah. Uh, I, I, well, I guess. Well, one. Um, it got them some notoriety. Went number three in the UK. Number fifty eight on the Billboard Hot One Hundred. If I'm gonna listen to. I, I'll just listen to the original, you know? I'll listen yeah. to this. I'm not going to be like, oh, I'm craving the Faith right. No More version of this song. I, uh, I, it, I went a little bit down the, down the rabbit trail with Faith No More because okay. I wanted to hear their, their other song that people would probably know is called Epic. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think I was, I was familiar with it a little bit, but listening back to it, I obviously haven't heard it in a long time. Um, I was not fully prepared for the level of like, Early Red Hot Chili Peppers ripoff. Mm-hmm. Um, it's like let's, let's take this a listen. And what a weird band to have covering Easy, right? <laughs> Yeah, it's, that's chili pepper. Yeah, I mean, he's even like shirtless and doing all the weird motions like Anthony Kiedis. And, you know, that kind of... 
But that song, that song Their is... Their bass player is actually named Ant. Re- <laughs> no, I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. You had me for a second. I was like, oh, no way, <laughs> no, dude. No, you got to be kidding me. Yeah. Um, the Sky Ferreira version is even worse. Oh. I don't know if you listened to it. I didn't. It, don't worry about it. Okay. Um, the one that I thought I would like, I was like, oh, I'm going to love this one, is Boys to Men's version. Ooh. I'm like, okay, they're going to kill it. Nope. If I'm going to, I don't, I like everything by Boys to Men. Yeah. But if I'm going to listen to it, I'm just going to listen to the Commodore's version. Okay, let's see, let's hear it. I mean, I sounds mean, fine yeah, to me so far. It's all right. It's just, I mean, it's good, but. I know it sounds funny, but I just can't stand the pain. I mean, Girl, I like Lionel Richie's ver- voice better. Yeah. And this doesn't add anything to me. It's like it's too faithful of a it's cover. It's too faithful of a cover, and they have so much potential with the four of them mm. to do so much more. I think. I don't know. Interesting. Um, yeah. Do you have a good cover? A good one? Uh, no, the only one I've got is Faith No More. Okay. I'm going to give you guys this in honor of Easter. Okay. This is a perfect cover for the week. All right. What you got? Apologetics. No. Easter. I'm not going to say it's great. I'm not going to say it's, but we got to play it because it's Easter. Play oh, the chorus no. just because it's Easter and it's easy. Oh, my gosh. We've never done an apologetic song on here. Those of y'all that don't know who the apologetics are. Me and Rob grew up in the Christian community, and these guys take popular songs and and make them Christian. Shoot me now. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. I I cannot. I love it. Seems the free world, you know, they want all the candy. Oh my gosh. But Jesus saves souls from their sorrow. Yeah. Oh, Worship man. with me, everyone. Oh. Come on, this was too easy for them to do this. Dang it. Okay, 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 okay. I, I can't. I can't. I can't. I feel like, you know, we're doing our best to do a good, clean show here. And then we throw that in there. You, that just made me so mad. <laughs> It's so mad. Like, I'm all about Easter. I'm all about Jesus. I'm all for the resurrection, the second coming. I'm all for all of it. Don't give me that. Don't give me, don't hand me that and tell me this is what Christians do. It would be better to sing Easy by the Commodores in church. Yes. And just say, this is for Jesus. (laughs) This is for Jesus. I love it when people sing, I actually don't, but when people sing like secular songs in church and try to like, Pretend like it's about Jesus. Oh man, it's the most hilarious, cringeworthy thing. You you got to tell one. Do you have one good story? I can't think of one offhand. I got. I, I there's got a, one. there's like a video of uh, of somebody doing. Um, oh goodness, I think I feel like it's Alicia Keys. Um, no one, no one, okay, no one, uh, and doing like the whole thing, and that they, they end up like sort of inappropriately dancing, like they kind of forget what they're <laughs> trying they to pull are. off here. Yeah, the uh, the one that always comes to mind is I was. I was young, I was maybe in junior high or something, and this guy had just gotten saved and came to church, you know. So he, uh, he's, uh, he's like, I'm gonna do this third day song, and kept messing it up. And he's like, 
And like, <laughs> and, like, and he's like, you know what? I can't get through that one. I'm going to do It's Your Love by Tim McGraw. <laughs> and he played it saying It's Your Love. And everybody That's was great. like, yeah. That's great, awesome. man. So, oh, wow. Time. Thanks for trying, everybody. That's awesome. <laughs> Listen, uh, we've had a great time. Seriously, if you're, if you're a Christian out there, happy Good Friday. If you celebrate Easter, man, happy Good Friday to you. If you're Catholic or like maybe Methodist or whatever, congratulations on being, being able to eat meat again soon. You know, if you're coming to the end of Lent and, uh, and you're, you're doing the like fish on Fridays, man, congratulations on being able to like get your hands on some beef real soon. Um, but, uh, yeah, if you celebrate Easter, seriously, have a great Easter. Happy Good Friday. Happy Easter weekend. Uh, Jesus is risen, man. It's just the truth. I can't help it. Uh, until next time, we can't wait to see you. We got great stuff coming to finish out the season. We cannot wait to get it in your earballs. Um, Connect with us on Twitter at Great Song Pod. Uh, on Facebook, Great Songs and the Great People Who Love Them Greatly. Pick yourself up some merch at greatsongpodcast.com. And I don't know, like send us, send us some ideas. Send us some stuff you want to hear. We love requests. We're trying to get around to some of them. Absolutely. We'll do all the ones that we can. Uh, and uh, you know what? If you'd love to hear us uh, do some more Rivalry Week episodes, maybe, maybe not this season, but maybe next season, uh, send us some ideas because it's going to take some doing to be able to get that stuff to us because <laughs> there's just not that many songs that we, uh, that we disagree that sharply on. But I uh, can't wait to see you again next week. Thanks for listening, wherever you are, from the bottom of our hearts. Thank you so much for joining us, Give us giving us like you know 45 minutes to an hour of your week every week. We really appreciate it. So uh, wherever you are, however you're accessing the show, thank you so much, and we'll see you next week. Until then, I'm Rob. I'm JP. Go listen to some music. <laughs>